Hi there. Welcome to the Hardy Realty Show on Rome Business Radio. I am Roger Manus. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and our guest today is Paula Blevins with the Salvation Army, and we are also being moderated in this conversation by Jimmy Byers of Hardy Realty. Good morning, y'all. Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Fantastic. Paula, how are you? Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me this morning. We, we appreciate it. Uh, so, Paula, just in broad terms here, we're talking Salvation Army. It's the holiday season. Um, what's, what specific things are going on for you guys right now? I'm sure it's a very, very, very busy time of year. It is a very busy time of the year. I have a list a mile long that I could tell you about. Um, that's why my husband is not here today. We have to divide and conquer on days like this and one go in one direction and the other go in the other direction. But um, we do have a lot going on for Christmas. Um, many things go on year, year round, but especially at Christmas. Um, let me just start by by telling you that I'm not sure if y'all are aware that the Salvation Army in Rome has been in Rome in Floyd County since 1887. I actually, I actually was aware of that because I went to your website, but I'm sure that was, I am sure that will shock a lot of people. That's that's just incredible. I like to make sure that people are aware that I have not been here that long, (laughs) uh, nor has my husband. We're not that old. (laughs) We may be old, but not that old, but you know, the Salvation Army here in Rome has a very rich history, and uh, so we're proud to be a part of that and to help propel this uh, along, the the mission and the programs of the Salvation Army to just really bring the spotlight more on what's going on here with the Salvation Army in Rome and Floyd County. Our mission in the Salvation Army is the same worldwide, and it's to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. And that's a mission that every program that we do, whether it's Christmas, whether it's summertime programs, whatever it is, it all falls under that mission worldwide. And so everything that we do just stems from that, and we just make sure that that, that's what we're doing. I've always been curious, uh, is it associated with any particular denomination, or is it just the biblical teachings, Old and New Testament, or Christianity? It's pretty much that. We um, we like to say that we are our own denomination. We call ourselves salvationists, like Baptists, Methodists. We're salvationists. And it's it's interesting that you that you brought that up, because many people do not know the Salvation Army is a church. We are a church. Uh, We have church services on Sundays. We have them on Thursdays, but we also have all of these other social service programs and our family store and everything else that's going on, but it all still falls under the mission. And it's a really cool name. I've always liked the name, great branding, (laughs) (laughs) which was done way, way, way back. Jimmy, what got, what got you guys interested in Hardy and, and supporting them? Uh, so through the years, um, we have had a tradition of ringing the bell probably for the last 10 years or better. Our agents really, truly enjoy it. Jimmy Kelly in our office always pushes us each year to, to, to ring. Um, we just feel like we get so much out of it um, uh, in ringing the bell. We get more out of it than, uh, than the folks put the money in the kettles. And uh, you meet a lot of people. And, uh, you know, sometimes, which is always amazed. Uh, us is you see the uh, some folks that you would think were in the uh, having a hard time are the ones that are putting the biggest amount of money in the kettle. I mean, uh, that's always been a um, sort of 
um, uh, art strings puller for us because you, you realize some people put it in there that probably can't really afford to put it in there, but they want to help there. And that, that's that's been a great thing for our agents and all of us to be a part of. And then this year we've, we, we have a vacant building in the back and Paula called us and she's, they're going to use it to help uh, do their Christmas stuff, but she'll tell you about that. So, Well, Paula, tell us about that. <laughs> okay. Well, every year we um, do what's called an angel tree program. Um, many people have heard of the angel tree program um, in past years, but it's basically where families in our communities, which by the way, we serve not only Floyd County, but we serve Polk and Chattooga. So in any of those counties that we serve, families can apply for Christmas help with toys, uh, clothes, coats, shoes for their children. And uh, we do birth through 12 years old. And right now we have more than 400 angels. We also, um, also provide for seniors age 65 and up. So for birth to 12 and seniors age 65 and up, we have more than 400 angels that we are going to be providing uh, for Christmas for these uh, people. And so the parent makes the application and then we move those applications into what we call an angel tag. And we put those out, make them available to the community and people can adopt those angels and then go purchase the items. Maybe there's a a wish list. If a child wants a scooter or some Legos, there's a list there of some things that the child would like to have. Someone adopts the angel, goes and purchases those, brings that back to us, and then we distribute those items. And that's where Hardy's building is coming into play because we are organizing that as far as the family code numbers. Each family is assigned a code number. And if they have one child or five children, then we put all that family's Um, gifts together and the family comes through and picks those up and that takes place on December the 17th which is two weeks from tomorrow and so this year will be a drive-through and this building behind Hardy is going to be perfect for people to be able to drive around the back of the building they show their ID we check them in and then we pull their their gifts and load them into their car and they're on their way. Fantastic. So it, it amounts to a, a distribution center. Um, exactly. Exactly. A Christmas distribution center. So uh, there's more ways to, basically, this is an example of Hardy saying there's there's more ways to support the Salvation Army. You can support by volunteering, right. you can support with your dollars, you can support with donations of, of clothing, but a That's building, right. a car, things like that are, would go to great exactly. use. That's exactly right. Um, so. Um, Jimmy, one of, the, one of the things I wanted to circle back around, and everybody, of course, knows where Hardy is. I wanted to make sure your distribution center, you know, Hardy's right there on Martha Berry. Um, everybody drives by it 100 times. Um, what specifically, Jimmy, uh, prompted you to think in terms of the building? Did, did Paula, did you reach out to him or vice versa? Actually, it was one of our board members that w- uh, took on the task of trying to help us locate a building. And he made contact initially with Jimmy and put Jimmy and I in contact with each other. And my husband and I met Jimmy and we, we looked at the building and said, yes, this would work great. So, yeah, just went from there. Jimmy, you mentioned the, the you know, the the uh, fundraising during Christmas time and ringing the bell and things like that. But obviously the Salvation Army does things year round and you guys support them financially. You make you've made donations in the past. 
beyond the Christmas season, what is it about the organization that makes you want to help support them? Well, I, sort of on our radar screen is a, is it just because we have been so blessed uh, with a strong year in housing and, and, and sales, but we realize that there's so many people that are not uh, they're having rent problems or uh, housing problems. And, and the Salvation Army helps with some of that. I'm curious to um, ask Paula if she's seen since the pandemic, uh, what is what has she seen as a, a shift of what's going on in the charitable world and the needs of, 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 of like the homeless? Because, you know, we're supporting both the Davies Homeless Shelter and Salvation Army and Open Door Home. So it'd be curious to to see what kind of shift she's seen uh, this year. Yes, we have seen an increase in many in many ways. Um, the homeless um, there there always seems to be an increase in the homeless um, in this community and in other communities as well. Um, the homeless will come to us uh, if they want shelter. You know, there are homeless people who don't want shelter. They they want to just continue to be homeless. Um, but in those instances, we are able to help them with providing food, uh, a coat, a blanket. At this time of the year, we have a lot of people who will come to us. They'll come for the evening dinner meal. Maybe they need a little, you know, an extra bag of food. Maybe with these cold temperatures, they needed an extra blanket, and we were able to provide them with those. Um, We also, right now, let me just mention this, and I'll go back to that, but we have our white flag shelter policy out right now with temperatures dropping below 32 degrees. We allow anyone to come into the shelter. We provide them a cot and a blanket to stay overnight. Um, And so once those temperatures drop below 32 degrees, they can stay overnight and then they leave the next morning, but they can come back if the temperature has dropped below 32 again. So we have some people who won't come into our shelter on a regular basis, but when the temperature is this cold, they will come in for a night or two. So let me go back. Um, We have seen a, a big increase in the need for assistance with rent and utilities for families who have lost their jobs, whether it's permanent or whether it's been temporary, we have seen a, an increase in that. Um, each month, we provide a day that families can call in and apply for assistance. And we usually have a limited amount of funds each month. And so we're able to help a certain number of families. But our social services caseworker also has other resources that she can refer these people to. Too. She has a great connection in the community and she's able to make referrals uh, where we are not able to help. But we've also seen a huge increase in requests for groceries, for non-perishable food and um, families who just did not have enough money or even food stamps if they get food stamps to meet the needs, especially with children being at home with the, during the time that children are at home. Um, you know, and more food is consumed, then um, we've we've given away a lot of groceries this year. Is that all, is the food donated or do you buy it with the cash donations? I mean, it's just, you know, your profile, for lack of a better word, is around the holidays, but you guys are in the community every day, year round. 365 days a year, we're here. Exactly. And and so so do you need money? Do you need donations? What do you need more? (laughs) 
we we need it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do get donations of canned food, non-perishable food. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a minute. We've got that coming up this coming Friday where people can participate in that. But um, we need donations of canned food, and that's what we give a lot. But we do have to make purchases. We have to purchase food, especially for our shelter uh, guests who are here because we serve them breakfast and dinner every night. Plus, we're feeding the community. Anyone who comes from the community can get a to-go plate for dinner. So most of that kind of food is purchased. And so we do need uh, financial donations. Um, so. Yeah, it's just, it's an ongoing thing. How many meals a day on average, year-round? Um, we serve in the community evening dinner meal. We're serving around 40 to 50 every night. Uh, and those are the to-go plates. That doesn't usually count the uh, shelter guests that are in here, which um, right now is around 15. Uh, we had to limit our spacing because of COVID to spread people out a little bit. So we, we're providing less beds in order to keep people safe. Um, so somewhere in the neighborhood of, I'd say, 40 to 55 or 60 on a daily basis. Wow. Our guest is Paula Blevins with the Salvation Army. This is Roger Maness with Rome Business Radio and Jimmy Byers with Hardy Realty here on the Hardy Realty Show. Just kind of resetting here. Paula, what is what is uh, your background? We know you were involved in business in Rome and uh, born and raised, and you and your husband, Tim, who is, was not able to join us. Um, but uh, as I read, you, you got your kids out of the house and felt a calling to do the Salvation Army, and, and it took you away from Rome, and now you're yes. back. Yes. So, yes, my husband and I grew up here in Rome. We both went to our Murchie High School together, started dating in high school, We've been together a very, very long time. Um, <laughs> well, for those of you who are only listening on the podcast, she just rolled her eyes on the. <laughs> <laughs> Did I roll my eyes out loud? <laughs> no, uh, we teasing. we uh, we have a great we have a great marriage. We have a great family. Our three children um, grew up, and they all moved out of the house. Um, before that, I had actually homeschooled our three children, all twelve grades, and then we. Um, operated, we, we ran, we owned and operated CNS Trophies downtown. First, we were up um, at 338 Broad Street. Then we moved down to the Cotton Block and we purchased CNS Trophies from the original owners. And that had been here since the 70s. Uh, we owned it for 12 years. It was a great family business. Our children worked, my parents worked, and it uh, we really enjoyed it. I, that was a way that we've began some great relationships in this community with uh, other business people. We were part of the chamber and part of the downtown development authority. And it was a, a great way to really get involved with a lot of people in the community. My husband, I say, worked the real job. He worked at Beckart Corporation and almost for 30 years. And so when the time came uh, that we were ready to, to transition to the Salvation Army, God worked out a lot of details for us. Um, we were able to sell the business. My husband's job actually was outsourced. Um, so he, they were doing away with his job. And it was, it, I cannot even begin to tell you how God worked out the details for us. And we knew that the Salvation Army was the avenue that we were going to go into in ministry at that point. So, I mean, this is this was a calling. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and And what's interesting to me is, 
you, you build your life, you raise your kids, you're born and raised in Rome, and you didn't think twice, oh, we've got to leave Rome. And you uh, you went to Atlanta to train, and then, as I recall, you worked in Griffin for a few years. Is that correct? We were at the Griffin Salvation Army for four years before we came back to Rome. And as I mentioned earlier, the Salvation Army typically does not send people back to their hometown. But apparently, the Salvation Army and God had a reason to send us back to Rome. And I believe it was based on the relationships that we had already uh, formulated here, uh, had these great relationships. And I think that we've already begun to see the results and the fruit of some of those relationships since we've been back here for you know, five months. So you took over in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> well, we left in the middle of a pandemic. We, You know, everyone in the Salvation Army that moves around they're, they're do you know, everybody who had to move did it in the middle of a pandemic. So, well, it, it, what's this, moving back here, at least you don't have to use your GPS. That's right. <laughs> I knew how to get from, from home to work every day. <laughs> you know where Hardy Realty is. So you, I know where Hardy Realty is. Been by it a thousand times every day. Yes. So you could go see Jimmy. That's go, right. So I've got a question, Paula. One of the things that I, at least I hear, and you can confirm it, is that um, all the charities in Rome are, are the, the social services all sort of work together and absolutely uh, there is no real competition. There is, if you need help, you can call the Davie Thomas shelter or, you know, That's whoever right. it is and they do. So I, you know, elaborate a little bit on that. Absolutely. That was one of the huge blessings that we found when we arrived here is that there is no competition among nonprofits here. Um, there is a group in town called Hope Alliance. Many of the nonprofits are part of that. Some of them are not, but our social services caseworker, Kathy, she knows Devin at the Davies Shelter. And, you know, she knows people all around town. And if we have someone who comes to us that we are not able to help, she knows where she can refer them. And they do the same thing as well. And they help you know, reach out when they're, um, when, when they have needs, they let us know when we have needs, we let them know. So it, it is a great collaboration of all of the nonprofits in this town. Well, well the other, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead, Roger. No, you go ahead, Jimmy. I'm just going to ask about the, 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 uh, the mental health function that, that we, we seem to struggle with, uh, in Rome with, with the, uh, uh, with some of the uh, less fortunate. So, and I, I know that Northwest Georgia Regional Hospital had some effect on it, but it seems to be, that seems to be a growing need across the country, not just in, in Rome, is some psychological services for for some of the homeless and, and, and uh, folks that need help. Yes, that is, that is very true. Um, but our caseworker, Kathy, she has some great contacts with Highland Rivers and some other agencies, and we're able to make referrals. Um, we actually, um, a lot of our shelter guests need that kind of referral as well. And so we're, we're grateful for that relationship that we have with Highland Rivers to be able to work with them. Are there any other, you mentioned the shelter and meals, what other perhaps services do you offer and provide? Uh, anything for children or summer or other times of the year, things like that? 
yes, um, in a normal year, right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> we we do offer a Monday night children's programs here. Uh, that has not happened since March yeah. um, because we had so many ch- children that those had to be uh, postponed and they have not resumed because there are so many children in a small space. And so we have just chosen not to resume them at this time. But at that time, we were offering children's music classes, and we plan to resume that as soon as we can get through some of the COVID restrictions that we have. It's hard for children to play musical instruments when they have to wear a mask. So, you know, there's certain things that we have to get beyond. And so we're hopeful that next year we'll be able to resume those Monday night uh children's programs. Um, We also have a beautiful camp. The Salvation Army owns a beautiful camp in Jasper, Georgia, where children are able to go to camp for a week at a time during the summer. And of course, that also changed this past summer uh, because no camps were operating. So we hope that this coming summer, summer of 2021, will be an improvement to that. Um, and we will be able to take children to camp. And how big is the thrift store for you guys? Uh, you don't mean size-wise of the store itself. You mean how important is it? Yeah, that's the, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. You have crystallized my thoughts eloquently. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not in the real estate business. I don't know how to say how big that store how, is. How important? The, the thrift store is so important to everything that we do. Um, you know, anyone can make a donation of furniture, clothing, you know, household goods, and we can turn around and sell those items. And when we sell those items in our family store for <laughs> pennies on the dollar of what their their new value would be, um, it's it's funding all of these things that we're talking about today. It's it's helping to fund. You know, it it does not fund completely, but it's helping with purchasing food to serve the community dinner meals. It's helping with social services, with any food pantry needs. It's helping with with everything that we've got going on. If we have to go out and purchase gloves for people for the winter time, then it's helping with that. Um, So whatever it is that we have going on, the family store sales are vitally important. Um, Our sales have struggled a bit uh, after opening back up from COVID. Uh, People are just not buying exactly the way they were for a while. Uh, They're buying the necessities, not the frivolities. (laughs) Um, You know, there are people who really enjoy thrift store shopping, and we're blessed in Rome to have an abundance of thrift stores. But People are just not out there doing that kind of thing as much as they were. So they're really out there shopping for the necessities. If they need clothes to wear to work, you know, then they know that they can come to our store and and get some nice khaki pants or, Mm -hmm. you know, a a skirt for a a lady at a a lot cheaper price. And we we do have our regular customers, but it it is incredibly important. Now, when people make donations, we do ask that their donations be in a sellable condition. Uh, sadly, we get some donations that are not, right. and then you know we have to figure out what to do with it. But we need things that are in a sellable condition. We ask people a lot of times, you know, if 
if you saw this item in the store that you're ready to donate to us, would you buy it? You know, if, if not, then we really can't take it. So just if we appreciate people's donations, but just think about what you're donating to make sure that it's sellable. Right. Uh, One of the other things that fascinates me and I'm changing gears here because of the term salvation army, Mm -hmm. you guys are given ranks. Yes, we are. (laughs) And what rank are you? Uh, We're the bottom of the barrel. We are lieutenants. (laughs) But I tell you what, they see the white hair on my husband and I, and sometimes they call us majors, but that's okay. I mean, we just, we just roll with it, you know, whatever, but we're lieutenants right now. If things continue as they are next year in June, we will be captains. Okay. Uh, So uh, this goes throughout the organization. I mean, it literally borrows this nomenclature from the military. That's right. Exactly. William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, he he liked the way the British military was formulated, and he had adopted several practices, and the ranks is one of them. And we have one general, one general worldwide for the Salvation Army, and everybody else moves up in rank, but there's only one general. But, but lieutenant is the lowest. I thought private was the lowest. In, in the military, it's the private, but you're Not saying in the Salvation Army. <laughs> so, okay, I just yeah. just wanted to clarify. For us, it's it's lieutenant. Yeah, it's lieutenant, then captain, then major, then uh, lieutenant colonel, colonel commissioner. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, thank. I, I just I wanted to clarify because it's fascinating to me. Also, I know as we, as we wrap up here, corporate support is is critically important. And in addition to Hardy's uh, donation of the use of the building, Hardy Realty has supported you financially. And I know you wanted to take a minute to thank them. Yes. Yes, we are extremely grateful for the financial support that we have received from Hardy, not only the building, but financially as well. Um, this, it goes so far to help us with all the things that we've talked about here today with not just Christmas. I mean, everybody thinks about, you know, Christmas right now, but you know, when we get financial donations, like we would get from Hardy and from other, other businesses and organizations in town, it just helps to sustain us through the year with all of the expenses that we coming forth and help us helps us to provide food for the hungry shelter for those who who need shelter and um, you know we have a lot of vulnerable people out there and hurting people and we want to be able to provide what we can for those people and any of those donations help to do that well and it's it's again to COVID has created much COVID has created much more hurting people Mm. right yes (laughs) Uh, any Jimmy, any final thoughts yeah, on, on your absolutely? Any Jimmy, any final thoughts on your relationship there uh-huh. with Salvation Army? No, we just we just recognize that not only the Salvation Army but all of these folks have needs year year around. It, I mean, everybody wants to give during Christmas, but they got to realize that their needs don't go away January one. You know, those folks need help. Uh, that's right. Uh, December 25th and, and January 1. So we just got to keep that in mind. And, and if we give a lot Christmas time, but we need to support it all year long. 
Fantastic. Paula, any final thoughts, any, any contact information, uh, website? How can people get involved? Yes. Let me just mention what we've got coming this coming Friday uh, is our canned food drive. We're calling it Stock Our Shelves. Typically, we've uh, participated with the 11 Alive Canathon, but this year things are looking a little bit different, of course. And so we're calling it Stock Our Shelves. This coming Friday from 7.30 to 1.30, people can drive through here between our 2nd Avenue and 1st Avenue location, pull in like they're at Burt Brooks, like you're making a donation to the family store, drop off some canned goods or money. We don't care. <laughs> and... Um, we will have volunteers out there to take that. This that that's this coming Friday, December the fourth, from seven thirty to one thirty, and um, then I can give you some contact information. Our office number is seven zero six two nine one four seven four five. We also have a website, uh, which is salvationarmygeorgia.org/rome. And you can find a lot of information there on that website, salvationarmygeorgia.org slash Rome. We have a rescue Christmas banner that scrolls across and you can click on that and it'll take you to a virtual red kettle for anyone who would like to give to the red kettle, but they don't want to get out and go to the stores. So that's always an option. We also have two Facebook pages. Um, we have our community page, which is the Salvation Army of Rome, comma, GA. And we also have the Salvation Army Rome Family Store. So if you search Salvation Army Rome and Salvation Army Rome Family Store on Facebook, you can find us. We post needs on there. If we need blankets or coffee or whatever we might need, we post that on there. For our family store, we actually post interesting items for sale that we have. We have a lot of followers that follow that Facebook page and they want to know when we have certain furniture items or items for the home or something like that. So we have a lot going on in the Salvation Army. <laughs> sure you do. Well, fantastic. Paula, thank you so much to our listeners. Lots of ways to get involved, lots of ways to support. Uh, so check them out on social media, go to their website, um, uh, participate in the, the canned food drive this Friday. Um, fantastic. Jimmy, any final thoughts? Nope. We just appreciate, uh, appreciate all what y'all do and, and Roger, what you're doing to help promote this for them. So yes. we're good. Well, and thank, thank Hardy th so much. Thank Hardy for all you do in the community. That's uh, Jimmy Byers from Hardy yes. Realty and Paula Blevins with the Salvation Army. We appreciate it. I'm Roger Manus. You've been listening to the Hardy Realty Show on Rome Business Radio, broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Thanks for listening.